This podcast is brought to you by the American Thoracic Society. We help the world breathe. Hello, and welcome to the Lung Science Podcast. My name is Eric Moreau, and I'm an assistant professor in the Division of Pulmonary Critical Care and Sleep Medicine at the University of Washington. With me to discuss an update on the features and measurements of experimental acute lung injury in animals, which was recently published in the American Journal of Respiratory Cell and Molecular Biology, is the first author, Dr. Hrish Kulkarni. Dr. Kulkarni is an assistant professor of medicine and molecular microbiology at Washington University in St. Louis. Dr. Kulkarni's research program focuses on the innate immune response to infection and other injuries in normal hosts, ICU patients, and lung transplant recipients. His lab uses multiple in vitro and in vivo model systems to answer questions about how epithelial cell-derived mediators such as complement proteins function in the context of acute lung injury. His work has been featured in high-impact publications in the Red Journal, JCI, Science Immunology, the American Journal of Transplantation, and the Journal of Heart Lung Transplant. All right, Dr. Kulkarni, thanks again for joining us. First of all, amazing job corralling a group of 50 scientists who I suspect have very diverse opinions and then organizing all their expert opinions into a relevant and digestible set of recommendations. So I think we'll go ahead and just jump right in. You know, this paper was an update on the prior workshop published in 2011, also in the Red Journal. Could you just give us an overview of the major updates on the definition of acute lung injury in animal model systems? Sure, so thank you, Eric, and also to the other editors of the journal. First, for publishing our paper, and then secondly, for inviting me to discuss this work on the podcast on behalf of the whole working group. So regarding the definition of experimental acute lung injury, the concept of having four domains that reflect the key pathophysiological features and the underlying biology of experimental acute lung injury were retained from the 2011 workshop report that you just brought up. Additionally, the time criteria, which defined acute, was retained based on the response from the participants. However, we made certain changes to make this definition more applicable across investigators and laboratories worldwide. First, we acknowledge that experimental acute lung injury encompasses a continuum of models, ranging from those focusing on gaining specific mechanistic insights to those primarily concerned with preclinical testing of novel therapeutics or interventions. So in other words, the purpose of the model is actually key. Hence, we have suggested that models that focus on a particular mechanism may choose to focus on a single domain. Conversely, preclinical models should ideally aim to fulfill all of the four domains. However, to actually quote unquote qualify as experimental ALI, or to say that ALI has been demonstrated in a model system, we suggest that a model must document alterations of at least three out of the four domains. These domains include histological evidence of tissue injury, alteration of the alveolar capillary barrier, third being the presence of an inflammatory response, and fourth being the evidence of physiological dysfunction. A second important change is that we propose that a time criteria that defines acute in acute lung injury continues to be true and remain relevant, but the actual time may vary based on the specific model and the aspect of the injury being modeled. 
rather than being restricted only to the first 24 hours after the injury. This would then allow us to better consider other models of acute lung injury, for example, virus-induced acute lung injury. That's great, Trish. And I really like sort of you commenting on that there's a continuum, because I think for a lot of our listeners, you know, they've been wondering, how do we balance kind of these guidelines? You know, they're not guidelines, but sort of recommendations for reproducibility with my own specific really narrow question. It sounds like you're saying that there's definitely a continuum in it and, and these aren't sort of lockstep. It really depends on the scientific question you're asking. That's right. That's right. You kind of went into it, but could you just give us a brief overview of what those four domains that you kind of recommended are? Yes. So one, as I mentioned, so one would like to state that experimental acute lung injury has occurred or has been demonstrated in a model, then a robust model should ideally fulfill what at least three of the four domains. Now, these domains were retained from the 2011 workshop report. So the first one is demonstrating histological evidence of lung injury. The second one is demonstrating an alteration or a disruption in the alveolar capillary barrier which tends to be intact in a you know, uninjured lung. The third domain is demonstrating the presence of an inflammatory response. And this can be through, you know, for example, flow cytometry, ELISAs, QRT-PCR data, and so, so transcriptomic data, but essentially it focuses on the inflammatory response in the lung. And then the fourth domain is demonstrating an evidence of physiological dysfunction. Um, which can be changes in lung compliance, for example, evidence of disruption and gas exchange, among other parameters that we've described in detail in the manuscript. Yeah, no, that's, that's very clear. Thanks for kind of walking us through that. What are some caveats to these criteria? So, you know, I, I'm sure there's lots of discussions and lots of meetings about what went into it. I guess for many of our readers, kind of curious behind the scenes, what are some of the things that we're left out of it and, and what other caveats do you have about this about these recommendations sure so i think one thing that i probably didn't you know emphasize on is while we talk about focusing on three out of the four domains a big question arises is how is a domain actually fulfilled so in order to answer this we've provided results in the manuscript from a series of delphi questionnaires that the 50 participants in the working group or majority of them participated in over the course of this workshop. And we took this approach so that each workshop participant, regardless of their area of expertise, you know, their location, their seniority, had an equal voice in this process and we didn't unintentionally influence any measurements. So through an iterative process, we narrowed down all the potential measurements that these participants could think of that would be helpful to assess each of these domains and distilled them down to the ones that would be relevant for that domain. And these measurements were the ones that we call quote unquote relevant, were what were selected by as being most relevant by at least 30% or more of the respondents. Um, and that's what we include in the tables in the manuscript. But this brings us to the first caveat is that although we use this term relevant to denote certain measurements, this does not imply that other measurements are irrelevant for measuring acute lung injury in a model. So the first caveat is that our usage of the term relevant refers to the development of a minimum set of standard criteria for acute lung injury that was agreed upon by all the members of the working group. 
And this should be feasible for all investigators who would report on studies of acute lung injury. But this should not preclude investigators in general from using measurements that did not reach a pre-decided cutoff for the purpose of this report. Now, these measurements, which people may prefer based on their own experience or applicability to a model system, may be included or reported in support of changes in a domain. But we suggest that at least one of these relevant measurements that are included in the tables should also be reported for the purpose of fulfilling the domain. To that point, um, we also acknowledge that this focus on domains and this domain concept has certain limitations. For example, not all measurements fit clearly only in one domain, right? For example, presence of an inflammatory response or evidence of physiological dysfunction. So for example, lung imaging by using say, for example, computer tomography was suggested by participants as a, as a measurement in all four domains. But because most respondents included it in the evidence of physiological dysfunction domain, after an extensive discussion, we decided to include imaging in that particular domain. But we recognize this uh, choice is arbitrary. And then the third caveat is that there are differences in terms of certain measurements between animal models. For example, although lung imaging did not reach the cutoff to be considered a quote-unquote relevant measurement, some of the panelists pointed out that it would be of very high value in a large animal model. So this failure of lung imaging to make a cutoff may be due to its lower applicability to smaller animal models in which a bulk of lung injury research is performed at this point. Um, similarly, rodent models of ALI rarely use hypoxemia as a defining criterion, despite being in primary evidence of physiological dysfunction in humans. And this is partly because of technical challenges for obtaining, say, a blood gas in small animals, which is much more feasible in large animals. On the contrary, mouse models or, or rat models may serve the goal of investigating genetic variants or predisposing conditions much better than certain large animal models or even modulating this in humans. So we've thus acknowledged such caveats and taken them into consideration while working towards uniformity on what constitutes acute lung injury in an experimental model. And so our ultimate goal, therefore, was to accelerate progress um, with respect to specific therapeutics in ARDS. And therefore, we took these caveats into consideration, allowing the flexibility in terms of the model system that different investigators would like to use. Oh, that's great, Hirsch. Thanks for clarifying that. I think, you know, certainly having the flexibility to answer specific things is important. But I think, as you said, you know, the really value in sort of outlining what sort of criteria need to be met for robust reproducibility mapping is a major advance and really helps our field. Yeah, and I think what I would say is that, you know, we had a group of 50 participants, right? And I don't think all 50 participants agreed on, you know, on every measurement. And what we end up doing is also showing the extent of agreement, which then serves as, as a cutoff. So that helps the field acknowledge what are certain measurements under every domain that a majority of the investigators find acceptable to fulfill that particular domain in experimental acute lung injury? Yeah, that's great, Hrish. Thank you. Well, I don't have any other questions. I think 
uh, you've given a great overview and people should read the entire manuscript. I'll let you have any last words or comments um, if you have any. You know, I'm glad that we've had this opportunity to revise the definition. If anybody, you know, were to take away one point away from this manuscript, it would be that it's very important to understand the purpose of what model you're using or what is being modeled. Um, so, for example, someone may want to focus on the contribution of neutrophil-mediated injury in a model system or modulate that with a drug. And so for that, in that context, their purpose may not be to demonstrate experimental acute lung injury. And in that case, you know, they're welcome to focus on features specific to neutrophil mediated damage. But on the other hand, if the purpose is to apply this therapy for acute lung injury and down the road for ARDS, ideally you would want to demonstrate all four domains to increase the chance of a successful translation. And similarly, sort of just focusing on the three out of four domains being met allows, you know, it's, it's variable, right? Because you can pick and choose certain uh, measurements that would be arbitrary. For example, you could choose a high respiratory rate in the physiology domain, high circulating levels of one Willebrand factor um, in the inflammatory domain or alveolar capillary barrier disruption domain and thickened alveolar septa on histology. And this would fulfill the definition of ALI as per this workshop report. But I think we should ask, is this truly acute lung injury? So I think, you know, we've created this framework to be flexible, but ultimately the relevance of a model will be up to the reader in the context of the framework, the purpose. And we have to take into consideration our understanding of ARDS pathogenesis till date to see how this is going to help us better advance the field. That would be the take-home point I would encourage people to do. You know, thanks, Rish. Great kind of closing comments and advice for all of us to tailor our science to our questions. Okay, well, thank you to you, Dr. Kolkarni, and to all of our listeners to joining us today. This episode of the Lung Science Podcast was brought to you by the American Journal of Respiratory, Cell, and Molecular Biology. If you would like to listen to more episodes of the podcast series, please visit atsjournals.org or subscribe to the Lung Science Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Thanks again for listening. Please stay safe and have a great day.